I'm going to make some dinner. And when she sits at the table, I'm just going to dump it on the countertop in front of her and say, nope, you don't get a plate. You've lost plate privileges because you never put them in the sink when you're done. I don't know if that delivery yeah. is, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm not going to do that. It's petty. But yeah. I love these things I think about doing, though, as a parent, too. Like, I have these things of, I'm just going to do this, and then they'll get the message. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. We have meetings to get to. They have meetings to get to, so I so hit we gotta hurry. We gotta yeah, hurry. We're, we gotta we're talk hurry. fast. We're gonna talk so fast, faster than we've ever talked before. Jessica, did you get ready this morning? <laughs> <laughs> no. You have you have a doinger or a boinger, or I don't know what you call it. <laughs> what <do> you <laughs> call it? When your hair sticks up in the back. What is it called? I Cowlick. have those. I have zero makeup on. I'm still in my pajamas. I get you don't a call lot. it a cowlick. It has like a, a doinger. Isn't that a thing? It's bedhead. I look like alfalfa right here. Highly. Maybe it's called a doinger. A doinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Google I it. I don't know how I feel about that word. <laughs> it's kind of- it's kind of like Matt bonking and Steve, <laughs> Steve not being sure he feels about that one. Yeah. Bonking and doinging. <laughs> um, I get a lot more done when I don't get ready in the morning. Really? If I wait until later in the day to get ready, I get so much more done in the morning. Isn't that weird? That's Is weird. That That's like opposite. Because you're burning up all this energy and time on getting ready, and so you don't have it left to like do other things. I think it's. I. I mean, I'm. I get ready fast. I had a hard time saying that. <laughs> I get ready pretty quickly, but it. It's just like. I don't know what the issue is. There's some reason if I don't get ready in the morning, it's because I just dive straight into work. Nobody stuff. said there was an issue. I'm not an <laughs> issue. Yeah. I put that on myself. But yeah, I just get more done. Huh. It's really weird. I've gotten so much done. I've done like three loads of laundry. This is before Penny woke up. <laughs> I'd done three loads of laundry. I'd started cleaning the kitchen. I'd cleaned out the office because it was a mess. Was Penny I at our house like, last night? Yes, yeah, she was. <laughs> uh, she wasn't at mine, so I hope she was here. Huh. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. And you missed her this morning because you went on a mountain bike ride. So right. you didn't see her. Two mornings in a row, I've gone mountain biking. Oh. How was that? Awesome. What trails? The first day I went up to Kestrel Crestline, Holes Gulch. That was yesterday? Yeah. This morning I it's went. It's now a downhill only trail. On? On Holes Gulch, lower holes. Yeah, on odd days. On odd days. Yeah. Which was yesterday. Yeah. When I ran up it. Steve. Yeah. I didn't know. What I'm do you sure mean you didn't know? Look, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You didn't know. There's Kay. a gate right and, in front of and the And someone was holding that gate open for me as I ran through. <laughs> so I was a mile up the Sucker. trail before someone very not so subtly told me that I am not allowed to be running up that trail. Here's the thing is, this well, is a recent change. A recent so change. I feel like people should be nice about yes, this. And, and they were not. <laughs> Well, so oh my gosh, <laughs> and that's and that's where I so I ran into two fairly sized groups coming down, and I was flying down Holes Gulch. I love going fast, mm-hmm. and, and 
it's awesome that they're doing this because it is. It allows that to happen again, which yeah. that went away years ago. You just couldn't go fast down Hulls Gulch because there were just too many people coming up or down or whatever. Right. But I was look, this is brand new and I'm not gonna be irate and in somebody's face about it because this is new. It was new for me. I only knew I I got lucky that day because I just showed up and I was on the right day to go downhill. Yeah. And so I didn't say anything to him and I was really kind and I was polite and so Well, I had a traumatizing experience. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I got absolutely ring. Well, there was people across all across the board. Some people didn't say anything. Some people gave me a look. Some people stopped and were like, hey, maybe you don't know this, but you need to know. And see, that's and the appropriate thing right there, I feel some like. Some people were jerks. And one guy was just completely out of line and clearly upset about, I don't know what in life, but chose to take it out on me who was yeah. running up his downhill trail. Yeah. And honestly, like I said, I was a mile up the trail before I realized this. And... By then, I wasn't going to turn and run down. I'm a bigger hazard running downhill with my back to the oncoming traffic than I am to go up. So I yeah. kept going up. But this guy just ripped into me. All the swear words. But I'm just like this worthless waste of skin who freaking can't read. And what the heck do I... Oh, he just went Did ballistic he call you the on B-word? me. Did not call me the B word. Oh, dang it. He called me, <laughs> he called me the F and A word. <laughs> and I didn't even say a thing. I just kept going because yeah, clearly there was do. no point. But... It was like this huge adrenaline rush, and I just like wanted to like freaking throw down with this guy. I didn't, but it made for a really good run. You threw it down on the trail. (laughs) I did. I ran really hard for like nine more miles. Good job. Good (laughs) job. Nice. But it definitely made me think. So really, oh, go ahead. Like, it literally made me like go back and think, have I been a jerk to people in the foothills? Probably. Probably. (laughs) Like, it made me rethink how I'm going to approach people who do dumb things on the foot so <laughs> on the foothills I, I, trails. I've loved going these last two days because it's reminded me going earlier in the morning, nobody's out there. Seriously, it's it's awesome. You know what picture I took on this exact trail when I went running last week? What? Is the one where it says be kind. Yeah. There's me a sign too. that says be kind right yeah. at the beginning. I love those signs. <laughs> so that's funny. I'll post that. Yeah, maybe if I'll, I remember. Maybe I'll go I had a you want to go mountain biking tomorrow morning? Maybe we'll go do uh, holes down. It is an odd day. But here's the I'd other question that I'd I, I'd have for people: like, because Kestrel is also down, how do you get up there? Somebody answer their question. No, please. Kestrel's not also downhill. No, it only applies to holes gold, but lower holes. So there was a sign right in front of Kestrel. I mean, as well. don't ask me. Clearly, I don't know the rules. <laughs> I thought I did <laughs> when I went signs. running yesterday. Go look it up. Well, I know that they have some things posted online too. Yeah. I'll yeah. check that out. Yeah. But we should go mountain biking. Yeah. Yeah, go mountain biking. I would like to. Okay. Couple what? things real quick before we get going any further. This is the last week to get your free cards for co parents or exes. Yes, these are Mother's Day cards slash other. Mother's Day, Father's Day. Occasion cards. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. <laughs> All over the board. And some of them are just generic, so you could use them for any holiday. But we are, this is the last week to get those for free. And then we will probably start charging for those because people have loved them, which makes us so excited. I'm so glad you guys are liking them. We thought they were pretty fun. So I'm glad you like them too. Also, let's share another one. (laughs) What haven't we shared yet? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You keep talking while I. Okay, Steve's going to look some up. The other thing is we have. Something else for you coming next week that I am super excited about. 
just in time. And Steve and I have no idea what this is. Do you know what it is? It's just in time for Pride Month. You guys have been talking to me about it. (gasps) What is it? Should I say it or should I wait until next week to announce it? Let's wait till next week, I guess. Okay. It's exciting. I'm super excited about it. How do I look up our cards? We have all sorts of stuff coming at you for Pride Month. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. And the cards, it's in the link in our bio, Steve. And husband-in-law. Steve doesn't even know how to find the cards. Here's how you can find the cards while we're talking about it. You can go to the link in our bio on husband-in-law. See, that's why I was asking. Or, yeah, good (laughs) lead-in. So well-placed. Or you can go to our show notes for this episode, and there will be a link there. There's also a link to everything else we offer. So if you want to find stuff there. Or you can go to www.theboldlogic.com forward slash free cards. There you go. There you go. I was just, I was (laughs) chuckling because I, this reminded me of a guy I met a long time ago and he literally just said, Google me. Google me. I was like, instead of introducing himself, he just said, just Google me. And did you? Wow. No. I'm I'm not going to Google that guy. I think he was like a big real estate guy somewhere down in Utah. Did you find it, Steve? Yes, but how do I actually look at the cards without putting in my email? Oh, <laughs> you actually have a link straight to the cards, Steve. I should know this. You, <laughs> oh, well, it doesn't matter. There's some Anyway, ones. they're There's funny. There's one that's like, the only one I can think of right now is the Make Divorce Great Again one. Which <laughs> make Divorce Great Again. <laughs> this just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Here we go. We shared one. Okay. Does that make you feel happy? It does. Good. All right. So start this episode off. Matt also had something he wanted to talk to Steve about that we oh. talked about in the hot tub. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's so we're sitting in the hot tub and we're having a good conversation. Matt and I. And Jessica was saying something and then she asked me a question. And I want to see if you've picked up on this. Okay. Because she asked Jessica's me. Jessica's like cringing in the corner right now. I'm she making my sheepish. Chair. Yeah. She, she asked me the question and then said, right? With okay. a question mark. Leading the witness. Exactly. <laughs> Leading the witness. But have you picked up on this? Because in the past couple episodes that we've recorded, when she's talking to me and asking me a question, she'll abruptly ask right after it. And so what you're saying is you picked up on how Jessica tries to manipulate my response, right? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what <laughs> I'm doing. I have not doing. picked up on that. You didn't? I thought you, I thought you had. Because I looked at you when she did it like five times in a row and I was like... <laughs> like looking at my attorney like for some help and guidance here like she's manipulating me was i any help just kidding (laughs) he thought you he thought you were being supportive yeah i thought you were i thought you had picked up on it like anyway i got your back matt but no even if i I, yeah it was a (laughs) conversation yeah it was a conversation it was something that i felt like and it didn't hit me until we were having this conversation in the hot tub the other night as to why it is it's so important to kind of talk about this because I know that Jessica truly wants to know my opinion and my thoughts because she wants me to talk to her about it. Mm -hmm. But she also has her own thoughts and opinions. But when she would go comma, right. When I follow up my opinions by saying, right, Mm -hmm. like I'm asking you to agree with me, not to give me your opinion. Right. And I don't want to do that. (laughs) No, that was a statement. Yes, I know. Correct. Correct. (laughs) And so it is something that I am going to be aware of. So I told Matt, I'm like, all right, when we're recording, hmm. you guys can call me out on this because now it's a habit. 
obviously I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. So it's a habit that I'm getting and I don't want that habit to continue. Because you don't want to ask questions that pressure someone to agree with you. Yeah. And I don't want to project just my opinions and feelings onto somebody else or situation. Like I want other people to respond. Yeah. And so what I recognized was when every time she asked me the question followed by, right? All I was saying was yes or no, or it was mostly yes. And just because that seems like the appropriate answer. Correct. And, And so I was just like, I said, yes, but I know she wants to hear my opinion of it and I want to say more, but yes, I guess seems it's like done. the right answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. And I know that there's... call you out on it then. Well, and, and that's Nicely. the thing. Nope. I'm going to be like that guy. <laughs> I'm going to be like that guy on, on But I want to ask Jessica Gulch. this time, like, did I, did you feel like I did that in an appropriate way to approach you in the way that I, I didn't, I wanted to be very careful of how I was approaching you with this He did subject. this in an appropriate way, right? yeah you did i didn't say that you did and here's the thing is you did totally set it up an appropriate way and you know how to approach me about things for the most part (laughs) and so it was good and i i appreciate feedback like that somebody else gave us feedback i'm gonna tie these together sorry real quick somebody else gave us feedback the other day after our gaze Hmm. in the church episode about the fact that we use the term gays a lot instead of LGBTQIA plus. And I was like, okay, I understand that. But I also know a lot of people who identify in that category who don't care if you say gays. But I obviously there I'm are people. Yeah, obviously, though, but you are gay. So I wonder right. if that makes a difference. And I've been thinking about this, too, since that comment, because I saw yeah. it, too. And I've been wondering, like, like and- me and my friends will talk about the gays like refer to the gays yeah i don't know that's just that's us that's me yeah which know. is fine but it did get me thinking of okay i need to like i love that she brought that up because it has me thinking about it more and while i'm not going to say lgbtqia plus i've gotten better at it have you noticed that <laughs> every time because it's yeah. hard like it's hard but yeah. i want people to feel included but it's hard for me to say queer or queers or the queer community like because i grew up feeling like queers horrible word like it's and very a lot of derogatory people still think that who yes. might hear you say it and think you're being it's, offensive and see i prefer saying queer yeah because that's just it's and so and i hope that people never feel offended by what we're saying but i also didn't it, want to be offended by her calling me out on that she also brought up that we say blacks and instead we should say black people and i'm like well, okay that's pe- an, we should say people of color people not of black color people. no she said black people no she said people of color no Really? She said black people. But people of color is also an appropriate Perfect. one to say. But see, that's different. Like you responded negatively to black people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's hard. Oh. You responded negatively, right? So Matt just <laughs> called me out on that. And that's what I want is you guys call me out on stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Like I appreciate when people call me out on things, especially if it's done in a way that I know they're it's trying. Educational. Yes. They're trying to help me and trying to support me. But also... I see so often when this is done, like Matt, you could have said the exact same thing to me at a different time or to somebody else where they would have reacted negatively, right? They would have reacted negatively. That's correct. And could have. (laughs) And so it's all about how the person hears it and receives it and also about how we... How we deliver it. Deliver it and accept it. So it's all over the board. I'm very much at the mindset. this This was on my mind for a couple of days. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out how could I appropriately approach you to deliver the message that I that I 
saw yeah. what you were doing, but I needed I, I needed to hear it for myself again as to what I was feeling. Why was it affecting you? Yeah. Why was why was the way she was asking me questions affecting me? And I feel like when you ask a question and follow it up with right, it's more of you're just making a statement. Yeah. And wanting asking for affirmation. But like I mean, it could almost be just straight out making that statement. Yeah. Of, yeah, I can make but, this statement or I can leave the question open-ended and yeah, create so, engagement, which exactly. is what I want. Penny and I had this conversation this morning in the car, similar to this, about how to approach a conversation. And it's about you, Steve, <laughs> to be able to have a productive conversation around something that may be making you feel bad or that's bothering you because you love this person and you want to have a productive conversation around it, right? About an area that you're struggling so is so, this a is this a conversation that we are? I mean, I could give you a heads up. Telling, okay, let's hear the heads up here. <laughs> Penny was just saying that, like, she. I can think of one of three. It's one of three scenarios. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's kind of a general thing okay. that she was bringing up, and she wasn't upset with you or anything. She just wants to talk to you about it because she loves you, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> see, I'm. But see, have you to could have just made the statement. She just wants to talk to you loves because you. she loves you. Yes. Yeah. So I have to get rid of the right. Um, Whatever. doesn't bother me. But. I know, but I understand what he's saying. And it is something <laughs> I'm going to be aware of. But just about Penny doesn't respond well when people get mad at her or like react quickly. It's funny that I had this conversation. I know exactly where you're going yeah. with this. And oh, I know. And this is a great segue to what we're going to be talking about later. And I yeah. had this conversation with your mom yesterday, Jessica. Oh, yeah. About how frustrated I am with trying to communicate with Penny about yes. things like chores. Yes. And picking and up her own dishes. That. She does. And I feel like I have not been successful in. I've been beating yeah. myself up over how to productively encourage her to do chores and yeah. keep her room clean and put away her dishes because it's just it's unsuccessful. Yeah. Like, so I, I was telling question for Steve, oh. why do you feel like it is unsuccessful? Like what because is it, it ends with both of us being frustrated? And yeah, the thing gets done. But like if our night, why is she, why do you think she's frustrated? Because she feels like I'm like talking down to her or like Getting yelling angry. at her. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just being ignored, like something that yes. I should not be even having to ask to do. But even if I do ask, still doesn't get done. I'm just frustrated that like, anyway, this is. So what I told Penny around this mm -hmm. was I said, Penny, you need to have a conversation with your dad. When you aren't, when neither of you are frustrated, when you're in a good place, when you're out to dinner or something or tensions aren't high, you say, Dad, I feel whatever it is you're feeling when you get so mad at me. A hot tub is a good place to have. <laughs> I'm getting one of those in a couple of weeks. Ooh. There you go. But just so that she can start figuring out how to have these conversations mm -hmm. with people she loves and cares about. And, well, she, and I told her as well, like, Make sure it's about your feelings. Just this. Didn't we just have this episode mm -hmm. a little bit ago about yeah, how yeah. you have these conversations? And I said, also, the other reason Penny feels so bad and it gets to her so much is because she knows she's at fault. Right. Like, and she, she wants to be a good kid. She wants to be good. The and guilt so gets to her. She, she gets eaten up with guilt so fast. And so it's important, too, as a parent, knowing that, that we understand how we approach it. So you guys will figure this out. You're going to have a good conversation. It is interesting <laughs> that you and Penny had the conversation about how to approach it and me and your mom had mm -hmm. the conversation about how to approach it. Cause, and it's on the agenda. It will happen Thursday. Like yeah. after, you know, I, when I brought her back to you guys, I was like, all right, by the time I have her back on Thursday, I need to have a plan of how are she and I going to rehash 
what happened on Sunday and what is our plan going forward about perfect how things are going to get done and what the expectation is and how I'm going to hold her to that in a way that doesn't lead both of us, lead me to feel frustrated and leave her feeling sad and like she's in trouble. Yeah. One thing that one thing that I've thought about just in this brief conversation is that Penny is a very self-sufficient individual. She's a very self-sufficient kid, mm-hmm. right? Dang, I did it. Um, <laughs> uh, she's very self-sufficient and you could maybe create a Trello board for her chores that I think she would totally be like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like I can move these. Or some well, she now has it. We did, which I did on Sunday. We made it. Was it Sunday? I, keep I don't know. Whatever day I had her last. It was Sunday. Yes. But we made a shared keep list, a Google keep list. That okay. She can check them off the list. And actually it was, these were like extra things she can do to make money. But, but still but, like, I think the fact, and this is what I think makes successful conversations is when you've taken this time to process the things beforehand. Like Steve, you're processing this before you actually engage with Penny. Mm-hmm. Penny's obviously processing this right. before she engages with you. And Matt processed how he was going to bring this up to me. So he understood why it was an issue or what was rubbing him the wrong way about the conversation of me always ending things with right. And I've done it in teaching. Like Matt noticed it when I taught church Sunday, Sunday, like in Sunday school. And I was like, I don't want to put that off in Sunday school either. I want people to voice their opinions and to feel comfortable doing so. So anyways, just something to So just so you know, Steve, I too had the heated conversation of chores with my own child this last weekend as well. How'd that so go? it's not just you. I'm sure they're every single parent. I thought I was the only parent to <laughs> oh, ever no. struggle to get their kids to clean up their room or do their It dishes. was. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. And so, it, I mean, the reason why it got heated, though, was his approach in asking me certain questions. He asked me, because we have our children do their laundry usually on Saturdays, mm-hmm. clean up their room and on Saturdays, and clean their bathrooms on Saturdays. And so he... I was coming down to check to see how it was coming along. And he looked at me. He said, Dad, when was the last time you cleaned your bathroom? Oh. And I said, excuse me? Yeah. When was the last time you did your laundry? (laughs) Oh. Okay. I blew up on him a little bit. You kept it pretty together. But I walked away. (laughs) I walked away. I went upstairs and I vented to Jessica. And I was like, this is what this kid just told me. Like, and, and and granted, last week, I cleaned our bathroom. So I was able to say, I cleaned our bathroom last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before then, I don't remember. But the thing but. is, the difference is, you know how to do those things. Right. If I can't do them. I do them. I like doing them for the most part. It's something that I get to do to help you. And and what he doesn't remember for all those situation. years that I was a single dad mm-hmm. with them, he did it all. I did all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he doesn't remember that. Well, and, and we have to. Our responsibility is to teach these kids how to do these things. That's the whole reason they do chores. But, I mean, it's their now, stuff. I went but, further. I went further with him in because after I calmed myself down, I came back down and I had the conversation with him of why am I asking him to do these? Because that's the why behind it can always help the child understand. What is the reason? Right. And I said, look, I'm not asking you to do this just to be a jerk. I'm asking you to do these things so that you can be a productive human being right. within the community that will contribute to the overall good of the community. Right. That's why I'm asking you to do this. 
so you can learn to be a contributing factor within the community. Yeah. That is almost word for word what I said to your mom, Jessica. <laughs> uh, because it stresses me out that Penny is 11 and I don't feel like I have done a good job of teaching her the things that a human oh. being needs to do to be like to live to be on your own and to maintain you, a house and a schedule and a like I don't you know. You should just, stop putting that on yourself because that girl she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in her bedroom, sure, her bedroom's a mess, but do you remember my bedroom the first time you saw it, yeah, Steve? Yeah, mom and I talked about this in too. In college? <laughs> I mean, I was so mortified that Steve came into my bedroom because my bedroom was always, always from like sixth grade on covered in clothes. I never did. I mean, I did my laundry, but it never got put away. Like our kids are angels compared to it's me funny, as far as our that. bedroom. It was a disaster. Always. I do remember coming then, to your room as, every morning. Like, where was I going? On my way to school or something? On my way to work. I would probably. stop and just like say hi to you. But And then as soon as it was my house. I knew how to do it. I mm -hmm. knew how to do it. I just didn't do it. And my house is clean and taken care of and whatever. So yeah. she's fine. So don't don't put that but, on yourself. Well, I mean, I feel I feel for Steve because anytime that her dad asks her to do something, she, he gets pushback. Mm -hmm. And so Steve probably feels like, what is wrong with me? Like, have I not done anything right in and, teaching this child to do her chores? Like, yeah. I get it. Well, and here's yeah. an example. Tell me about dishes. At the end of dinner, what does Penny do at your house? She puts her dishes in the dishwasher. I don't think Penny will ever... I should not make such a broad statement here, but literally, if I don't like force her to do it, that dish sits on the counter. And if I say something, ask her to do it, it moves to the sink, but doesn't get washed. Mm. Until... like It is a battle. It is a fight. It's <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's so interesting. And that's the difference between... I think about the story of butt wiping. Butt wiping. I knew yeah. it was coming. <laughs> I know. But and and oftentimes when these conflicts of you know the chores battle ends with Penny crying, I feel like I'm getting manipulated. It's yeah. like, should I feel bad that I've hurt my kids' feelings and made her sob about this thing? Or do I need to recognize the fact that she's manipulating me right now to get out of doing chores and making me into the bad guy? By being such a bully about the things she didn't do. And it's. I feel like usually when Penny ends a conversation crying, it's because she's taking on her own feelings of guilt. Like she knows she's at fault. Yeah. But that's with you. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's different with you. Who knows? I'm not in your house. Yeah. Well, so. I feel like it happens with me too, but it's just like, how can I help her to not get to that point? Like, yeah. Put away your damn dish and you won't <laughs> end up crying yourself to sleep because you feel guilty about not putting away your dishes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I do also think but. there's some value in letting them feel those feelings and cry and whatever. But also then I always try to make it a point to go in, like, let her feel it, let her wallow and then go in after a bit and be like, hey, I love you. I hope we have a better day tomorrow. I hope you sleep well. Like, follow it up with Which we some still sort did of. Sunday night. Yeah, I'm sure you did. So, you'll work it out. She's fine. She loves you. I just don't like that my default is do all that stuff on a day that I don't have a penny because it's easier and I can actually enjoy it and like get it done. And it isn't a source of frustration and it isn't a fight. And it's just like, I would rather just do it than 
try and get Penny to do it. And that's not but, that's that's, that's not why do you parenting. need to clean well, Penny's room though? Why does her room need to like you don't have to You know you know what Jessica does? The second my kids leave our house, she goes and shuts their doors. And Penny included. And in that and yeah, that I shut all Penny. of the kids' doors because honestly, I don't care if they clean the rooms. I care if they clean the bathroom. And that's all I really care about because that's public, more public space, right? And it's showing respect to me in my time. Their bedrooms, it, yeah, it's it, nice it if they're clean. Me that Penny is comfortable but, in her room as dirty as it is, though. Like, that's something I've had to let go of because I know how I was as a kid. But see, I, I don't, let me ask you this, Steve. When you were growing up, if you can remember back to when you were a child, Mm-hmm. How was your room? Because I can remember how my room was. Yes, it wasn't perfect, but it was tidy. It was I, it was clean for the most part. I should ask my mom about all of this because I keep looking back and comparing my parenting style with getting Penny to do chores versus my mom's. Like we had a chore list every Saturday that we just knew we had to do. We were gonna get the stuff done. She was gonna inspect it. Like there were consequences if it didn't get done. It was a set time. It was, I don't know. I just look back and think, like, how did she get it? And honestly, her response is probably going to be, yeah, you whined and moaned about it and you ended up crying half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. it that way. But I just look back and think, man, my mom had it, like, dialed in and knew what she was doing to teach her kids how to do chores. Well, from what You I should just, talk to yeah. your mom about this. <laughs> and what I just heard was there's consequences of either doing them or not doing them. But here's the thing. Whenever I have laid out consequences for something like this, I haven't been able to lay out consequences with Penny for something like this in a way that ends positively. It always ends with the consequences get laid out and therefore we don't get to do anything fun tonight and we're both just miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's getting to that age where you can leave her home alone and you can go out and do the fun thing because you got your chores done. I'm going to the trampoline park without you, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that would sink in. Like, that would be like, oh, man. One of well, the other things. You know what I was considering? <laughs> not really going to do this. It would just be petty. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear this. I haven't done anything do petty tell. lately. Trying to decide what my approach is going to be on <laughs> Thursday. One of the options was I'm going to make some dinner. And when she sits at the table, I'm just going to dump it on the countertop in front of her and say, nope, you don't get a plate. You've lost plate privileges because you never put them in the sink when you're done. I don't know if that delivery is, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to do that. It's petty. But I love these things I think about doing, though, as a parent, too. Like, I have these things of, I'm just going to do this, and then they'll get the message. Well, we we think about that with anything. anything, Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Anytime we get offended, like, oh, man, Steve, I'm sure, was thinking about, about it yesterday after that guy just you know, beat him up mm-hmm. for going the wrong way in the, on the trail. He was like, I wish I would have said this, this, and this. No, I wished I would have grabbed a stick and shoved it in his spokes. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy See? your downhill ride, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah. What was I going to say? <laughs> oh, one of the other things, too, is you said, Steve, you were comparing yeah, your experience as a kid. And first of all, you don't know what your mom's experience was. And you can't compare the two. I know. Your mom had five kids that she was getting to do chores. She had to be a little more organized and whatever to get that done. But maybe maybe it's like one of or three of those kids were like Penny and two of them weren't where she was having the same conflicts. You never know. So why do there have to be chores? I don't want to do them. I don't want to make my daughter do them. (laughs) 
<laughs> All so right. I wanted to go back to something. Different okay. topic. The gays. Do I need to stop saying that? It, I don't it know. has bothered me that I feel comfortable saying something because I am a part of it that may not be appropriate for someone to say who isn't a part of that. And like I was thinking maybe we just need to get feedback on Instagram or something. Like, where do we get feedback on this? How do we and I also think it's personal well, to so many people. And that's the thing. I mean, everybody can let us know what they think. It's like, I don't know. I would go to Tyler. That's what I was thinking. Tyler. Yeah. Help us. Yeah. I would go to Tyler and say, hey, what, what is, is this appropriate to say in this way? And I'm sure it's. He's reached out before. Yeah. Yeah. On different things that I oh, brought up clarify. in the podcast. I wanted, did we, did we share that? I wanted he had to. said, cause I was saying I wasn't yeah, sure if I felt time, comfortable saying queer. Every time you say it, you follow it up with, can I say that? Is that okay he that said, I said that? he said the way that I've been using it and, is totally appropriate and fine. And that queer is an acceptable, acceptable. word to describe. Yep members of the LGBT community. Yes. And he is, just to refresh everyone's memory, a professor of, I forget exactly. <laughs> Sexuality, Sexu- isn't it? Of sexual like, studies and gender studies, are, I think, are the, the two yeah. or something along those lines. But anyway, he's one who knows. <laughs> he does. That's his profession. So, all right. So, do we, we're going to dive into the topic we had planned. He would be good. This was totally unplanned. He would be a good speaker at our event. Ooh. He would be good. Are we having speakers? I don't know. Maybe. I have a lot of people excited about our event. Oh, good. I've had some people reach out too. Some people from California who are wanting to come up. And nice. Makes me happy. So yeah, we'll, we'll continue to post details about that. Like I said, it's going to be August 28th. And yeah. But going back to the topic, coming. Steve, I don't know. I don't know either. But it just bothers me that there's something that I use that I wouldn't that I could in some scenarios not be comfortable with someone else you, using. I 100% feel that way. Like, I I don't want to offend people, but it's just, I think that's, it's going to happen. Right. But I do appreciate people bringing it up so I can be aware, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was just to prove my point. <laughs> okay. That I want people to bring things up because I want the conversation. Okay, Matt. Last week, I don't we think talked, we have time. We've we've got a little bit of time. Okay. I don't think you have like a huge list of. No, I don't. Yeah. Oh. So let's get into this just a little bit. Last week, we said that Matt wanted to own his part in some mistakes, some things that came up at the beginning of our marriage. Is that what you were going back to as well? Since I was talking about my blunders. It's interesting as a that stepmom. on the on the whiteboard, Jessica writes it in the way that she wants it presented. No, it's not. Yeah. It, that Matt was just how I his part. I've that's how you left it. You were like, well, what about me? I want to own my stuff. And so that's how I wrote it on the board. Oh. Was I it... literally wrote that down as soon as we stopped recording last week. And this was so you so because we talked about this Jessica's... is more of like I would I want to share like what I would have done differently if, as what in what as role? a as a newly married as a new husband or as a new stepdad as both as a new okay. husband as and mostly as a stepdad. Like, okay. how would I have approached it differently if I could redo it again? Right. This is how I would do it. I would know and try to know and understand that Jessica and Penny's life didn't stop or didn't start over again when marrying me and coming into me and my kids' family and vice versa. My life didn't stop or start over again when Jessica and Penny came into our lives, right? Meaning you're bringing a routine and... 
habits and traditions and expectations. Exactly. All of that's already in place. Is that what you're... All of that's already in place. And and I felt like I probably tried to force things too much of, no, this is how we do it and this is how we're going to do it because we're now a family kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And instead of embracing the fact that Jessica and Penny have their routines, Penny and Steve have their routines, and knowing and understanding that those routines can still stay there and those routines can still be they can still have them and that's okay and my kids and myself we can still have our routines but i'm going to have this conversation more deeply with my partner and i wish i would have mm-hmm. done that from the very beginning of recognize it's it's something in fact lance featherstone when he got married to to emily i wasn't married yet and we were up at a cabin in donnelly and we were riding dirt bikes and at the end of riding he he approached me, he said, look, because we were asking him, hey, how's married life? He's like, here's the number one thing that I've recognized is that I still have my life. She still has her life, but we are doing this life together, but we are still the same people from before. Mm-hmm. And that's something that has always stuck out in my mind is that just because we get married doesn't mean we are different people now. It means that we are now jointly connected as individuals trying to create so a family you're taking your two separate lives and choosing to share portions of them exactly but not all of them right and yeah and i definitely think that's something we both could have been better at and and you alluded to that i also think that it's important to remember that this is a lot of change for the kids and so it is important to kind of keep some of those routines in place especially at the beginning and then some let them morph naturally because there are things that just change and come together because of the kids age because of now it is feeling like okay we can start changing these as the kids get more comfortable. But that was when Penny was having lots of night terrors and stuff and waking mm-hmm. up crying and I think it had a lot to do with the fact that there so was much was change. changing yeah, yeah. and it just took her time to process because she got over them probably six months, a year into our marriage where she didn't have those anymore. And that's something that I've tried to work on. And I feel like I've, I'm going to pat myself on the back here. I feel like I've done a pretty good job of that because of this. I used to be swift to anger. I used to be swift to, ah, like if it didn't happen the way that I thought it should happen right away, like I was mad. And I've, I've backed that off mm-hmm. a lot thanks to Jessica's help of, helping me recognize when I do it and when I click and, and really it's not worth it. Like right. it's not worth being angry at, at, at a child for anything really. Well, I mean, Except you got to, re- you got to reprimand them, <laughs> but to, but to raise you your voice them. and yell and be angry and to let it ruin your mood and whatever. Everybody's you mood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of what I've come to. I wish I could have done that. If I were to do it over again, that's what I would try and tell myself of just be patient. It's okay that these two lives, these two families' lives are still a little different and can, they can do their own thing. But try and figure out and let it more, like you said, morph. I like that word of morphing together when the time comes and not trying to force it so much. Yeah. I remember one time when you lost your temper at the beginning of our marriage. And it was in the girl's room. And I don't know which girl was directed at, but both the girls were in the room and you were like yelling. And I remember standing in front of the girls and being like, you have to get out of this room right now and made you leave. And I remember Sarah, I think that's when she realized, oh, like this lady's here for me too. Yeah. And I I remember feeling because she came and like snuggled up to me and we talked about it and how it's okay. Like 
he's still, you know, we all have to process things differently. This is how Matt's processing things right now. And that was fine. But I remember feeling like, okay, it also gave me an opportunity to bond with your daughter yeah, and to have let her know I had your back, had her back, but I also had yours because I talked to her right. about you in a positive way too. Clearly there was some reason yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, he was upset. Something We all need to right. process and right. take some time. That's okay. And I'm not, and let's get this straight. Like I wasn't angry all the time. No, like, it was not at all. It was very seldom where I would raise my voice, but. Especially to the kids. You didn't yell at the kids very often. No. So, but well, again, good. anytime that I did, I didn't feel good. I knew the kids didn't feel good and I needed to recognize that. And it wasn't going to help my relationship with Benny at all. So right. why am I even doing it? Like, right. if it's not accomplishing <laughs> what I wanted to. I remember you telling me at one point when we were talking about this, because you were trying to figure out how to engage with Penny, because she just start crying as soon as you raise your voice. Like, she does not handle that well, yeah. right? And I remember, and that's, I mean, that's just her probably personality. Probably not something she would have been accustomed to. It's Yeah. And you tried to tell me, well, she's just been around soft men. <laughs> and so she needs to be, she needs this in her life. And I said, bull crap. And I said, Steve is not a soft dad. He holds her accountable. <laughs> like, and you do. You hold her accountable. I take away plate privileges, Matt. He's going to dump that on the counter. You hard ass. <laughs> yeah. But also my dad isn't a soft man. Right. He's very like, but it was interesting because you were trying to. Reminder to everybody, this was at the very beginning of our very marriage. Very beginning. I didn't know these people. I didn't know no, Steve very well. I didn't know Craig very well. I was going to well. ask that question. I'm throwing I... in the disclaimer here. And that's <laughs> and, all we need to hear. But that's okay. Like, I'm it not is. saying there was anything wrong with that. It was just you trying to process how you are feeling and how maybe Penny is reacting and all of these things because there was so much going on. There's a lot. And it was an idea you had in your head that once you said it, you could understand why maybe that wasn't true because I came back at you, but also maybe see a different way of doing it or how, you know, it was good. Okay. Can I talk about one thing that we did that morphed? Oh, did you want to say something, Steve? Well, I was just going to say relatively, my approach to discipline probably was much softer than yours. I mean, And that's okay. That doesn't make you a soft man, right? Or like a pushover or whatever. I've got a soft side and I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> but in your mind at that point, that was like made you a pushover. Yeah. Well, and that was okay. It was just, that's how you were used to seeing things done. Yeah. I mean, your dad liked to snap and throw things and you responded okay to that. <laughs> it worked okay. I'm pretty sure we shared one of those stories recently, yeah. didn't we? Maybe. And <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure we shared the fork story. Well, Matt, good for you for like recognizing that and working on it and accomplishing some improvement there. Yeah. Yeah. Own that. You should be proud of yourself. Thanks. And that's the thing. I think when we share these stories, that that's what you need to leave anybody sharing a story or something that they've learned. That's the point is you should take ownership of that and feel good about yourself for the fact that you made progress and you have done, done better. And even though, Matt, you said you would do what you would do differently early on was like let some of those routines or habits maintain and kind of instead of like trying to force it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do that great now. So clearly you have learned that and come around to that. I think I'm always super impressed with how you guys like balance the different schedules and routines that work for each of your kids. Each kid. Yeah. It is different for all of them. It is. And and sometimes I know that Jessica sometimes feels guilty of, Oh, I, I can't help. I feel like I'm not helping run your your kids around right now. And I know you're stressed out about getting one child here, the other child there. And and bottom line, it's like, it's all right. I'll get through it. It's a time and season. 
yeah. of okay. parenthood right now. <laughs> Running that's, kids everywhere. That's something that I had to remind myself several times last week is it's this is temporary. Okay, it's so one of my favorite routines, traditions, whatever that happened during this time. I wanted to bring this up to end during on this. During what time? During the beginning of our marriage when we're trying to figure out routines and blending families and all yeah. of this stuff is when Steve would come to pick up Penny from our home, Matt would hide her somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> do you remember this? No, I don't. I you loved don't? it. I have, a picture, I have a picture of Penny in, we had like this teeny tiny closet area in mine and Matt's bedroom, like literally so little. Yeah, it was tiny. And there was a shelf super up high <laughs> and the shelf was empty and Matt sticks Penny up there. I have a picture of her hiding up there on yeah. this tiny shelf. And it was so cute because it was like no, I a remember. little thing. Yeah, because you would wander the house uh-huh. looking for her. Yeah, and uh-huh. you'd go, Penny, yeah, yeah, and yeah. whistling, and uh-huh. she'd be like up there. And Penny hides. Penny. Like, she will not say a word. She will not giggle. She is silent when she hides. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. And I always loved that. How that funny. I'd forgotten that. There was this little <laughs> thing that Matt did. It was a little tradition. It was a little routine. That she had with Matt, right? That yeah. you guys connected on. And, she and with me. And she'd be like, oh, Matt, That's... where am I going to hide? Matt and you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was the three of you. Pick so her for her, surely this was like an instance of <laughs> something fun that involved both her, her stepdad and her dad. Yeah, but, yeah. And it was a little thing. But I remember just it was so funny. With lots of and little cute. spaces. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Penny was itty bitty. And just that you... Making that like a fun thing of transition time. Like this is a transition which can be so hard on kids, but it made it fun (laughs) and like something to look forward to. Matt, Matt, my dad's coming. My dad's coming. (laughs) Like Matt scrambling somewhere, (laughs) scrambling to help her find somewhere to hide. So funny. So while there were things we did wrong, there were lots of good things that also happened. And that's what you hang on to and and recognize during that time is listen, we have shit going on <laughs> but we also get to embrace these little moments of joy and recognize that we're doing good we're doing enough we're getting there so yep so next week we're going to talk about things that i wish i would have done differently at the beginning of matt and jessica's marriage <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of things oh, no, not really we're not really gonna talk about that no but I there actually, are a few <laughs> i actually know what we're talking about next week oh nice yeah Do you guys want to hear it next week we're talking yeah. about managing the summer as a blended family and how that has worked for us and ideas for people. People have been reaching out to me like, hey, I have more custody of my stepkids this summer. How do you make this work? I'm getting anxiety already. And I have some some boarding school. (laughs) I've thought about that (laughs) because I do relate to those feelings of, oh, my gosh, they're home all day. What do I do? I have to. Including on our walk last night, you're like, oh, yeah, the kids only have what, 17 more days. What was it? 18. They Eight, 18 days of school, of school, left. Of school left that snuck up on me. And I'm yeah. And I said that was not long enough for our kids to be in school. <laughs> and because now they're going to be home all day again. And it's not that I dread it. There are lots of fun times during the summer. But if I go into it with a plan, it's better. So we're going to talk about that. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Have a good week, y'all. Go pick up your Thanks, free everybody. cards. Steve's not going to say good anything. Good <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, for the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change, our bodies change, things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 